Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, checking in back with you with another podcast. Today we are covering Narcos, Mexico. We have made it to episode 5 and 6, so that's what we'll be talking about today. Before we get into episode, I have a few church announcements for the pod. I am sorry that I was unable to come on yesterday. But I was just a surprise. Um, this was the week of the break. You know, 50 Cent always does a break in his show. So I was tuned up to watch Power and recap that, Raising Canaan, episode six. But it looks like they took their weekly break off. You know, that's normal. If you're familiar with Power, they always do like a break in between. So as soon as that comes back out, it should come on next weekend. But as soon as it comes back out, you know, we're going to keep back up with that and get back on with the recaps. Um, also, I hope you guys went and checked out that trailer on Value Tamers channel with the Sammy the Bull and Michael Franzese, um, the show or doc that they'll be doing. Um, soon as it drops, I'm just going to be tuned in and we're going to recap that right away. But we've made it to five and six and I'm happy because when we started, I said we were going to do all the episodes of Narcos and now we've covered Colombia, we've covered Mexico, we covered the documentaries that I wanted to talk about. So now we only have two more episodes to go after this because we're doing five and six then we're going to break down seven eight nine and ten and i do want to cover one more documentary and it was one more other one i found out as well so i'll add that on but then we're gonna move to snowfall then bmf shortly and keep the show going um i do want to do a tribute that i was supposed to do in june I was supposed to do it on Michael Jackson's anniversary of his passing. Um, the same month that I did uh, the Tupac Shakur tribute, I wanted to do Michael Jackson's as well. Like I wanted to do my favorite artist. And I was moving out of state that week and month. It was just so hectic. I had everything packed up. Everything was all over the place. I had got a, um, a new position at a job in my new, lo- new location. I was doing so much training, so I was very overwhelmed, so I I couldn't do that one. But um, I will do one at the end of the month because Michael Jackson is one of my favorite artists as well. And I just want to talk about why he's one of my favorite artists and just put some respect on his name. Um, I do have a couple pop-up episodes I'm going to do that we had talked about before. But other than that, we're just going to keep the show moving. I hope you guys are enjoying. Um, I would love to have your feedback. Don't forget you can follow me on my social media platforms. IG is Alicia Shanice, well as Facebook. Um, I always tell you guys, if you love music and you have Spotify, tune in to my playlist. They are all titled Shanice Loves. We might do a special pod where I just play some of my favorite songs too. We'll get to that. But I have a lot of dope playlists. So if you're riding in a long car ride, just at home or even at work and got your music vibing, check out my playlist. I got some dope playlists already put together, every genre. 
um, when I say every genre, that's down to gospel, country, oldies like Motown, 70s like Teddy Pendergrass. I got some 90s R&B with a lot of Mary J. Blige, Gerald LaVert, Drew Hill. I got some 90s hip-hop playlists. I got my early 2000s playlist of all my favorite songs. So I got you guys covered. Even if you want to get crunk, I got a nice little gym playlist. I do my cardio too. Um, I want to shout out uh, this book I just bought. It's um, a memoir by Jamil from Gully TV. If you follow him on YouTube, his his platform is popping. He's interviewed some dope people. He has really great content. He's covered um, he covers stuff like hip hop, fashion, uh, sports. I mean, he just he just dropped some gems. He's really dope. Uh, his book is called Some Things I've Been Through. You can get it on Amazon and follow him on uh, on YouTube. That's one of um, my faves as a YouTuber. Um, on that note, I think I covered everything. I'm going to try to break this down by the end of the week. And we're going to be slowly moving into snowfall. I cannot wait. Like I tell you guys all the time. So if you guys are ready to watch it together so we can tune in and recap every episode as long with the documentaries, check me out. Um, thank you so much for all your support in advance. Um, everything's been looking good. I did get to get a lot of writing done this weekend. My writer's block has been lifted and I've been able to get it together. I'm telling you this, this script is, is everything to me. I really love it. Um, in the future, I wouldn't even mind turning this into like, um, a audio scripted podcast. Cause like, the, the the story that I didn't put together, I, I'm loving it. I done fell in love with my characters, like, and everything. So it feels good when I can just get into that bag and, you know, let it all out, let my imagination flow. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really, I'm, I'm loving it. And I hope it does well. Uh, we'll talk about that more as I get it you know, done. Hopefully I'm giving myself a deadline. It was supposed to be done by May, but you know, sometimes things just doesn't work out. And sometimes I would get writer's block or just, you know, had to be in the zone. So I didn't want to rush it and just write everything and have it be a mess. I wanted it to be so thorough, so authentic. Um, so I'm praying that I'll have it done by December. Um, and then I'll be able to get it published and get it out to you guys. And maybe I can read a little bit on a pod, but I wouldn't mind turning this script into an audible po um, podcast scripted, you know, get some people to do some voiceovers. I think that would be really dope, but you know, we'll see where it goes. I'm feeling really positive. I'm feeling really good. So let's go ahead and get into the show guys. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. All right. Do you remember uh, a while back when we first start covering uh, Mexico? I was like, you know, a lot of this stuff is dramatized out for Hollywood. So even though a lot of this stuff happened, some stuff has been mixed up, you know, purposely or dramatized or they changed some names. They even beat names out to this day. 
They might have changed some of the businesses or whatever. And then when uh, Miguel Felix went to go meet with Pacho and the rest of the Cali cartel, um, like they like they used to call themselves the gentlemen's of Cali. And I said, really, it is documented that they didn't go through Cali. They went through Colombia. And we had talked about how remember with the Medellin cartel gotcha they called him you know the Mexicano the Mexican for gotcha because he loved tequila and love you know like historical Mexican culture or whatever um that he we were talking about even in Colombia how he had all of the Mexican routes before then so I did went and did a little more research and come to find out yes they actually started off with um the meddling cartel through gotcha and that's what i was kind of thinking um because you know it makes it look like in the show that they went straight to cali but to be honest cali didn't start coming around the guadalajara cartel until after miguel felix was gone so i just thought that was a fun fact because you know how we like to talk about things and they even announced that um or said that in one of the documentaries we covered uh, last weekend I, I can't remember if it was the last narc or narco wars but I did go do some more research and yes come to find out they actually went through gotcha so they were going through Pablo as well but initiated it with gotcha first and then after you know uh Miguel Felix was the last one to go down of the the founders of the Guadalajara cartel that's when they started going through um Cali and remember Pablo Escobar he died in 1993 um the Cali cartel went down soon after it was like maybe a year and a half they got indicted right after and that cartel went um down as well Pablo was like one of the last men standing out of the founding members of the Medellin cartel because we know gotcha we know the Chua brothers went to prison for like a year and uh, of course, Carlos later, he was the first one of the first ones to get incarcerated. So I just thought that was a fun fact why we've been covering all of this. So episode five is called titled AFO and it opens up um, playing in the city song, real popular 80s song. And we see like they Raymond, like they call him Mon from the Tijuana cartel. He gets up, he's getting dressed and he's eating breakfast. And it's all, all the all the all the spotlight is on him. He goes to a park. We see all the kids playing, and he hangs up some fish. We don't know what he's about to do, right? And he just gets to blasting off, scaring all the little kids, and acting homicidal. We we'll go to the next scene, and we see Calderoni. He's filling in the Operation Leander in the feud between the Sinaloas and the Tijuana cartels or should we say plazas at the time so he's filling them in giving them all of the information letting them know what's good they don't really trust them but they're they're taking in his intel of course and we go straight to the next scene and we see a Danina and isabella setting up shop um they're setting up shop at the border. We see the women, they get to cross the border every day to go to work. They're basically um, getting paid nothing when they come over to the States. And Adina, you know, we see that she's very smart. It was actually her plan to raise the tax 
for her brothers because why she does the books but you know nobody was listening to her and we know what Isabella is about like I said I always you know put respect on her name as far as the show um her real life persona was she was in the game but you know it was different um but as far as in the show we seen on how she basically helped Miguel Felix uh, come up and she got played so those two brains together working they're 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 tearing it up they've bought the business and then now they're bringing in they're they're doing good numbers so this was a very smart plan and you know their business is booming you know got to give them their props the ladies are doing their things so we go to the next scene and we see benjamin and coochie loco they're kind of going back and forth um, arguing. We got Operation Leander. Now, since they got the tip from Calderoni, they're on it. So they're watching everything and they see the bickering and back and forth and they get the following the Sinaloa cartels to see where they're going after they leave um, the warehouse. So Felix, he goes to Juarez and he gets Amato and Amato is like, just shocked. Like, what is he doing here? When Felix get there, he explains that, you know, he's coming with him. He has a plan. He tells him about Don Juan, how they're about to add the golf to the Federation and get the taken over. And, you know, Columbia will basically be working for them. You know, Miguel Felix is all snub. He's very cocky. And Amato is a very observing, smart man. Pay attention to him because season three will be all about Amato. And we see Amato is like looking and he he like, okay, you know, and he's telling him how he's took over from Mata. And now he's over the transportation and he puts Amato uh, on the planes because remember, Amato was a pilot as well. So Amato's like, he's just looking at him like he's full of shit. We go and we see Benjamin and his sister. They're worried about Ramon. She's telling him he was back at the park. So they know what he's been doing, going shooting fish in front of everybody in the public. Um, fun fact, when we cover the documentary, what you see from Mon, Ramon, he was just as crazy, if not crazier in real life from the documentary's point of view. The stuff they did, it, it's it's just sickening. Um, we go and we see Operation Leander, and they're still following them to the new warehouse. They kind of put two and two together and figure out what's going on. So the light of the show, this was, I loved it every bit of the scene. We see the big meeting is happening there at the fancy hotel. And where are they at? in Panama they wanted to um, we see Miguel Felix he's on the phone with Don Juan they're talking about how they're going to meet in Panama so it'll be neutral territory so you know they won't be outnumbered in Colombia and they won't and the, uh, the Colombians won't be outnumbered in Mexico Panama is neutral and event, um, eventually I do want to talk about Mayo Noriega he paid he plays so much in this that he was involved with the Columbia. Remember when Pablo Nim was hiding out when they first 
killed the um, minister of justice. They went to Panama to hide, and Pablo was uh, not Pablo, but um, Emmanuel Noriega was letting them hide over there. And then he's working with Cali. He's you know doing stuff with. Uh, he was doing stuff with Mata, and he's doing stuff with them. And then he was also a CIA asset of the United States. So it just shows you Mayor Noriega was something. And I do want to cover him one day. I've never really watched a full documentary on him, but his story is very interesting. I've watched like little things on the History Channel, but Mayor Noriega, he was something different as well. And um, I've watched like other guys who were part of the cartels talk about how they were kidnapped over there and stuff that they went through. So that'll be fun to talk about his story as well. So they're in Panama and then we see Salcido and he's the guy from uh, Narcos in Colombia season, um, you know, the regular narcos, but he's in season three and he's the, their Cali cartel security guy. So we see he's very observant. He's checking for wires. He's checking for hitting cameras. And we got Miguel Felix a little paranoid because no Don Juan. <laughs> I, I laughed so damn hard. He went there so arrogant and Don Juan was missing in action. And Apacho, Navagante, and the rest of them, they pop up. And, you know, that you can tell that they're up to something because they come in there with, like, a smirk on their face. And <sighs> Pacho pulls his moves, you know. They're, they're like, uh, are you expecting someone? And Miguel Felix, he plays a cool, no, 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 not, not. And Amado whispers in his ear, let's get the fuck out of here. And, you know, Pacho begins to tell him, like, you know, um, I've met an associate of yours. Um, his name is uh, Juan Namuncio Guerrera. Have you ever heard of him? He's, you know, a countryman, old timer. And, you know, Miguel Felix's eyes get big. You can see him shaking. And he's telling him how he's going to move his coke, too. And that's when Miguel Felix realized he's been played. You know, you don't want to go against those old timers. They real slick. And then if Don Nito Fernesco still was out there, he knew the game. And remember, Miguel Felix always went to him for advice as far as, you know, the old smugglers and everything because he was old time just like Don Juan. So Miguel Felix tries to play the smart move and, you know, let them know so they can make it out safe. Like, no, we came because, you know, we want to take more stuff on so he agrees to take 65,000 kilos in a few months, which is 70 tons. And Amato is looking at him like he is crazy as shit because Pacho knows he's basically setting him up for failure. And he looks at Amato because he can tell the look on his face. Pacho asks Amato, you know, what's your name? He tells him Amato Carrillo Fuentes. And he's like, I will never forget that name. And as we see in the future, near future, he did not forget his name. Um, so basically, Miguel Felix went there to take over, and he ended up getting played. Um, so Pacho was like, no, Miguel tries to throw him off at first and say, well, I can go ahead and take that much, but that's a lot. Do you want to check in with your partners? Pacho, you know, I liked it, Pacho, in, 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 in Narcos, Mexico. In Narcos, Colombia, I did not like him. Everything is such reversed in Mexico because when we talked about Colombia, I remember I was like Pablo this and Pablo that and Murphy and Pena got on my nerves and the government was just full of it. But over in Mexico, I'm more like 
just I think that what was done to Kiki Camarano, like it bothered me when you know the real like if you're watching the show it might doesn't hit you as hard because you're more enjoying the show but when after you watch the documentaries and you see the real story it just breaks your heart so after what was done to kiki i'm sorry that i'm that broke my heart and you know pacho i like the way how he sticks it to um to Miguel, but as we know now, this is dramatized out because they weren't really doing business with them at the time. So Pacho was like, No, I don't have to check with my partners. We're family. We trust each other. We we know what we're doing. Don't you have to check with your partners? Oh, no, Miguel, I forgot. You're you're you don't have any. You're the boss, right? And Miguel Felix sit there all smug, like, yep. Um, Pacho brings up Mata and he like, it's a shame what happened to Mata. Um, I really liked him. He had been in the game a long time. If somebody snitched on him like that in my uh, my team and my crew, I would be having my ears open. But as we know, Miguel Felix gave him up to get the uh, U.S. off of his back. So that was the connect. And now Miguel Felix is in charge of transportation, and we see that he just gave Amato a raise because Amato is a pilot. Amato is very smart, and that was very true. I cannot wait to season three comes out so we can talk about Mr. Amato, as they call him the Lord of Skies. And we see they run out of that meeting. Miguel Felix, he goes call. He he goes to call Don Juan. Don Juan is taunting the shit out of him. And Miguel Felix gets the yelling, I'm gonna kill this, I'm gonna kill that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And um Don Juan just kind of laughs and shrugs it off. So we see Walt and the operation of Leander. They figure out basically the tunnel. We see Coochie Loco and Hector Palma. They kind of, Palma is kind of going off on him because the fan is not working in the tunnel. They are down there sweating. They go and they fill in uh, Calderoni and uh, Commandante Calderoni in on everything that's going on. So, I'm thinking from the way how it went, they tipped off Azul. Azul calls Felix. He tells him all about Don Juan and how he's connected and protected. He fills him in about the plazas. Miguel is not trying to hear shit about the plazas at this time. Um, Benjamin ends up getting word about the tunnel, and that probably came from... Uh, Commandante Calderoni because they wanted to kind of put a riff in there because that hurts Felix even more uh, seeing how his plazas are going at it like that that makes him look weak so Raymond and his crew they go and kill they go to the warehouse and they uh, put like a firebomb down in the tunnel of uh, uh, on them get out on time but they end up killing some of his uh, Sicarios or men execution style and they are all just sitting there and it is breaking their heart because they know that they gave a tip off and that probably was the cause of that um so they just watch and you can see that their hearts are just breaking just watching that even though it was like they had something to do with that when they tipped off uh commandante uh calderoni so Miguel, he goes and he gets off the plane. Azul, he fills he fills him in more and more about 
Don Juan and how to be careful because he's connected to the next upcoming president and who they were protected by, who was supposed to be the new president president at the time, who um, was Zuno's uncle, remember? And the minister of defense, he's like, uh, it's not looking good for him. His nephew is over there in the States, locked up, having something to do with um, Kiki Camarano's death. It doesn't look good for him. And they're looking more towards um, who the two, the brother. And he's connected with Don Juan. They grew up together. They're like family. So Miguel Felix is sweating because that's on how he has control with the armies and everything because Mexico City protects him. So he's not trying to hear anything about the plazas. He's telling them and he's basically not trying to hear it. He just has too much on his mind. Um, after that, he ends up taking off him and his bodyguard or driver, shall you say. And he ends up getting shot up and his car gets shot up, but they get there and they get him out. At first I thought his uh, bodyguard was dead and I could be calling him the wrong, wrong name, but his, his name like Kyle Dunn, I forgot, but the driver will get to him. His name will come to me. So that was episode five. That was a strong, um, good episode. Um, season two does start off a little slow, but once you make it to the middle, you realize how detrimental the story is. And this part right here is a very big deal. I, I know it starts off slow. And then once you get to the middle, you kind of have to watch it twice because it really is important because it shows you in season one how the Guadalajara came together, how they became this big, powerful cartel. But then season two is telling you uh, everything is not accurate, of course, but it is breaking on down to you of how we got to where we got today in 2021. Like this is a big deal. So it does start off slow. Sometimes you do have to watch it twice. You have to pay attention to little things because it really is important to see how these plazas just split up like that, especially with the Sinaloa cartel who everybody knows El Chapo now. And El Chapo is just like the face. But El Chapo, you know, compared to who these guys were, he was just a little guy. And then we don't really hear a lot in the media about the Felix brothers, but they were a big deal too. Very crazy. Very, very crazy. Um, so we get to episode six and we see El Desado. That's the title of episode six. And this scene opens up very sweet. You got the two little boys in Mexico City in the 1950s. They're playing cowboys and um what do you say that cowboys and, and I forgot the saying cowboys and robbers or something like that, but they playing a the game. They playing with the gun, having them a cute little time. They go get the maid and they're like, you're our hostage. And she starts smiling and you can tell she's used to playing with them. They sit her down and they're like, you're a thief. And she's smiling like, you know, you boys and they shoot her in the head and they just sit there and he kind of, Taps her, her feet. Um, he's like, Do you think mom's gonna be upset? This is her favorite rug. And the brother was like, I'll always protect you. This was a very 
very good scene, if I must say so myself. Very, very good scene. And then it goes straight into the 80s at the time of the show. And we see that the brothers have grew up to be very powerful. We see Miguel Felix standing in one of their houses. He's looking at all of their pictures. And who we see that they're always together. And they have money and very powerful and in the politics. And who do we see them on a picture with? Mr. Don Juan himself. So... Miguel Felix, he um, gets invited into the room. He meets with um, the other brother, not the one running for his president, but his other brother. He's trying to talk to him and the guy is looking at him like he's full of shit. He's not paying anything that he's paying attention to anything he says. He's just letting him talk and talk and talk, just letting him go on. And he keeps spilling stuff out like, do you have cute girls for tennis in your hotels? You're a hotel guy, right? Basically sunning them. And Miguel Felix kind of, goes ahead and tries to bribe him, offer him money, tell him, you know, he can offer him this and offer him that. And the brother is like, no, nope, that's okay. My brother has this. He'll be president. Don't worry. Oh, and have you heard about Don Juan? I heard you guys have problems. Hope you guys can work it out. He's very important to us. We would hate if anything happened to him. So he, so he's basically letting him know Don Juan is off limits. You're going to leave him alone. So Miguel's he, Felix, he gets up. You can tell he's pissed. He's not used to hearing no. He's used to going in meetings, just handling it. So he meets Azul and he tells him all about it. And this part made me laugh because he's like, why wouldn't he take my money? Who wouldn't take money? You know, he is just pissed off. But, you know, these two brothers, they got their own money. They come from old money. They're good. Um, Azul tells him about the plazas. And we see for the first time, they show us how... Tijuana cartel they went into Sinaloa's plaza they killed a few of their men El Chapo and them went to Tijuana they killed a few of their men then we see Cuchi Loco he's running somebody over with like a tractor thing I mean they're just killing each other back to back to back and Miguel Felix really can't take all this at this time so Isabella and Adina now they're you know Isabella has told her like I'm going to introduce you to my connect and she takes her to Colombia and they meet with him and the Colombian guy, he's basically working for Cali, but they're all doing side deals that they're not supposed to be doing. And he tells them about the troubles with um, Miguel Felix. So, you know, Isabel and Adina, they Aiden, Nina, they, they are, their minds, they, they already know the game. So they know something is up when they find out that Don Juan is about to uh, start moving cocaine, um, through the golf. They already know that's a threat to Miguel Felix operation and everything. So after that, we go and we see Ed and Watt, they're talking and, you know, it, the, the the investigation, the whole Operation Leander, this is supposed to be over. Remember the asshole who came in there who didn't even look like he belonged with that job with the smirk smile? It's supposed to be over with. And Ed is still letting them do their thing in secret, of course, and, you know, still giving him help when they need to find information or have this. He's helping them, which I find ironic that now in season two he wants to help but remember he was so dismissive in season one and then when we um watched the 
the documentary i just found it strange on this all happened in 84 85 he retired in 1989 a lot of them retired in 1989 like a few years after kiki's murder um let me go i just want to make sure i get everything that we have to talk about so they fill in um commandante cal Cataloni and on everything and then you know they kind of come up with a plan so they follow Amato they follow him to the auction and see he's bidding off planes um uh, airport must have went bankrupt so they're auctioning off all their planes they're following him as he's buying them they're following where he took them to the warehouse that they've put wires surveillance and everything in these planes so now they're trailing him and we see Benjamin and Miguel Felix, they get on the phone and Benjamin is telling him like, because now he's got word at his little girl's birthday party. We also see that his little girl might have an illness or some sort and she has she's going through all these tests. So he has that on his mind as well. He can also see that something is up with his sister, but he hasn't figured it out yet. So word got back that Miguel Felix has been shot at. So they know he's weak. So when he gets on the phone, he's not buying any of Miguel's shit. He's letting him know, like, look, Miguel is telling him, Cuchiloco is coming. They're going to make peace. All this stops. And he's like, nope, we've had enough. We don't want peace. So Miguel Felix basically gives up Cuchiloco. He flies out to Sinaloa and we see him going to Palma's office. I like Palma, by the way. We see downstairs his security guard, bodyguard, driver stays down there. We see Hector Palma's wife. She brings him some lunch. You catch the little flirtations going on. That will be a major part in episodes coming up. Pay attention to those too. And we go back to the office and basically Felix tells him Coochie Loco is going to Tijuana to make peace, but he won't come back. And that breaks Hector Palma's heart. And he's like, Look, he's one of us. Miguel Felix, no matter how big you got with Guadalajara, with Mexico City, you're a Sinaloan. He is one of us. He's been in the game before you have. He's been in the game for, for forever. He's an old timer. How long have you known him? And Miguel is like 20 years. You could tell Miguel, Miguel Felix, whatever. He just doesn't have a heart at this point. Um, So I did skip over the part that he's in Sinaloa now. He's following Maria around. Maria's looking at him like he's full of shit. He's following her at schools and everything. And basically, Felix doesn't want to hear any more crying. And he tells him, like, you know why you're he's he's gone? Because you're not a good leader. You're weak. And he's just basically belittling Hector Palma. And we go and we see... The bodyguard still downstairs, Cadelli, and he's like, do you want me to drive you? And he's like, I'll drive myself. So we get into Tijuana. We see Coochie Loco driving. He stops at the red light, and he ends up shot. And they they got him. It was terrible. They uh, killed him. A car stopped at him in a red light. They bust their van up and got the shooting. We see mine and his uh, guys in the backseat of that van. They just shot him up. 
minus has that little seductive smile, you know, laughing. And they say he was really crazy like that. He looked at like how how handsome he is in the show. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. When you follow in on the opening, we see all of their pictures. It opens up with the real Miguel Felix in Guadalajara, and then it goes to show Chapo and then the Sinaloa, who he, the boss he was under. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be Hector Palma's real face, but then it goes to Tijuana in the opening, and those are the real two brothers. And then when it goes to the next scene, it's going to be um, Acosto, Pablo, and Amado. Those are the real faces. And we see Pablo Acosto kind of resembles the real Pablo Acosto in the show and the, the real guy. And then we see Big Bush and, and Reagan, of course, and we see the how, how much the election was really big in that part. So I love the opening. I love on how they show all of that. But, yo, those were the real guys. Um, other than that, we basically got everything. We see after they kill Coochie Loco, Miguel Felix goes to see, goes to visit Maria. She's sitting there feeding the children, um, getting the children's supper ready. She goes in there to check on her dad, who is an old-timer himself, old um, marijuana smuggler. She sees Miguel Felix and she goes out there and lets him have it as she should. She tells him she remembers everything he said. And so do we because we love Maria over here. Right. And she's telling him, like, remember, you said you don't need me. And she walks away, just leaving him there. Um, After that, she basically says, fuck off as she should. And I think that was the end of it. After that, he goes and he starts driving off and he sees a lot of people protesting and he gets out and joins them. That gives him an idea because remember this big election, this is after that hurricane over there and how it destroyed everything. So this election plays a big deal and he knows that he's in trouble because of who's about to become president. So he won't have that protection. So it puts something in his brain and that'll get what that'll open it up in uh, episode seven. Then we see Hector Palma. He's at dinner and his wife is asking him what's wrong and he's looking like he's about to cry and he kind of snaps at her but that's because he knows one of his oldest friends has just been killed and that concludes episode six i hope you guys enjoyed that recap so we will definitely have seven eight nine and ten done um I'll try to get back on tomorrow. If I can't, we'll get done this week. We'll get done with 7, 8, and do 9 and 10. We'll do one more documentary, and then we can move on to Snowfall. I'm so excited. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that it, here's where, like I said, it starts off slow, but it's about to tune in now. This is very, this, this is very important. And it show, it just shows you um, all the history. Like, it's amazing on how they put it together. Like, the writing people over narcos they really did a good job like this is a really good show and you know a lot of people are into it but some people don't have the time they don't speak spanish to like sit there and read through it i've watched it so many times i don't even speak spanish but i be knowing what they about to say when i'm not even looking at the looking at the screen but just can hear it because i've watched it so many times i'm obsessed with it i've watched the documentaries i'll be watching little interviews so that's why when i went and did more research I'm like, oh let me tell these guys um i was right it was gotcha who had the mexican routes first so 
that uh, concludes my show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, you know social media platforms. If you want to follow me, Alicia Shanice for Facebook and IG. Hit me up on Spotify. Follow my playlist. They are public. And one more shout out to that book, Some Things I've Been Through, a memoir by Jamil Gully TV Lindsay. And he is also on YouTube. He covers hip-hop, sports, and fashion. Over 100,000 subscribers. Been in the game for a long time. Done a lot of dope interviews. If you um, love Tupac like I love Tupac, and we all heard him on uh, Against All Odds, and when he got to talking about Haitian Jack, Gully was one of the first ones to interview him. Uh, if you love the the paid in full area in Alpo, he um then when it shows you in paid in full when Alpo went to DC, he's interviewed people from DC. So he definitely got his platform is straight, raw, and authentic. So I like to shout out people who I fucks with. Um, on that note, uh, we're gonna be dropping content all week. I don't want to promise tomorrow, but I I'm gonna try my best because I am writing and a little busy this week. But I'll try to get on tomorrow. If not, definitely the next day. I hope you guys have a blessed night. Stay safe out there. And on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. <laughs> Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man.